welcome to Coffee and Catholics, a Catholic women's talk show podcast. I'm Stacy, one of your hosts, and with me I have... Hi, I'm Alicia. And I'm Noelle. I'm Annie. And I'm Lauren. Hello. Um, today we're going to be talking about how to say no and accept no with grace, so setting some boundaries. With the holiday season upon us, uh, sometimes, especially right now with COVID going on, we're having to decline or we're having people decline on us and how it's okay to say no when there's too much going on. And even in a normal time of year, it's okay when there's too much to say no. You have to make your priorities. So... Um, how do you guys deal with situations when there's just too much going on and you need to just say no? Well, <laughs> horrible. This has been kind of a blessing for me in a lot of ways because I didn't realize until after the pan- or during the pandemic that I probably worship the idol of busyness. That a busy person is a productive person, and while I I am busy in different ways now. I think I was pulled in a lot more different directions um, prior to the pandemic. And um, if it was something for church, because I work in ministry, so there's all these wonderful, beautiful things that are ministry-related, and I would say yes to them, thinking, well, this is ministry, this is ministry. And I was beginning to neglect my family sometimes. Um, And I... I had gone to confession, and this was a while ago when I had first become uh, a stay-at-home mom and wanting to get busy, busy, busy again, and doing ministry, and the priest said, you know, your home is your mission territory, and maybe we've talked about this before, but your home is your mission territory, you're feeding the hungry, you're clothing the naked, sometimes we try, and we run out the front door, and there's diapers on it, you know, we were crying that our home is our mission territory, and so the first yes we have to be used to our family and the no's have to be have to come from the spirit of really discerning what is god calling me to do mm-hmm. it's not no i refuse to do this because i'm selfish it's no god is calling me to do something else and um, that has taken me a while to learn that also um somebody has shared with me if the devil doesn't get you doing bad he'll get you doing good meaning we're so busy mm-hmm. we're doing all the works of the lord without the lord we're not mm-hmm. taking time to pray we're not taking time to nourish our vocation um and that really struck me mm-hmm. um i was listening to another podcast and um it was saying that in the in the business world which i my background is education so i've never been in like a business setting so i wasn't in business but um but a key to success there's like a that say that one yes should involve 1,000 no's. Mm-hmm. And um, that, you know, carries on, you know, that every aspect of our life. When we say yes to something, we have to be able to say no to other things in order to focus on that. And um, definitely the, the pandemic has given us the beautiful opportunity to um, really reflect on what, should be those yeses, like what should be those priorities, um, and forced us to say, so many of us to say no to things that, you know, we otherwise would have just taken on and on and on. 
um, so that we could look back and we didn't focus on um, what truly is important to us. It's not just the being able to sift a little bit and um, have fewer choices. Sometimes there is a point, especially with what's going on, where you are being forced into something based on a rule that was made or a family member cancels on you or your work stops in your home or your child is home from school for two weeks. You aren't working. <laughs> so you get forced in these situations and we tend to see that as not something that there can be a yes in. That is a forced no. But that's incorrect because the providence of God that's all part of it. You know, everything that comes our way, as St. Eve Frank says, every single moment has been preordained. So when these things get forced upon us that feel horribly unfair and inconvenient and sometimes terrifying, there is that point inside of that, though, where there is room for a yes in the middle of that force. You know, that where we kind of ascend our will to the things that we didn't choose. And I think that's really hard when Holidays are being canceled. <laughs> Not canceled, but yeah, the family part. Um, baby showers are getting canceled. Birthdays, our kids. I think for me, that is the absolute worst part of this. Is seeing our kids' special days not being what they would have been. And I really struggle with that. It's not so much for me. Because, you know, being an introvert, I'm like, but not like y'all, but it's, it's, it's a thing about introversion. Y'all know, you're not in your head. Um, <laughs> even if I wanted that thing really bad and I wanted to go to that event, if it cancels, there's still this part of it. Mm-hmm. But for my kids, boy, that's tough. <laughs> that is just, it cuts me to the heart. And I do find myself getting really upset about it um, when it involves them. And, and then I realize this is, again, though, this opportunity to submit to a thing that I did not choose. Mary did not choose to be the mother of Jesus. It came upon her and she assented with her will because she knew that God was good. And I think that some of the most incredible things in our life come out of forced change and forced situations where we have to decide how we're going to respond to that with grace. So if I don't get my to-do list done because I'm stuck in a house with kids because of COVID and we're not going anywhere. I have to be able to accept that that comes from God. I have to be able to give a yes to that and to give it my best yes because that's where I'm at. You know, and I think with COVID, that's been such a, a really good lesson just to just accept those no's when they come from people, when they come from corporations, when they come from myself. And be comfortable saying no. That's hard for me because people really do. I mean, they kind of get really mad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you like don't say yes when you're asking to put on a mask or something, or you know, just. And I think it's just it would be so good for all of us to just. What if we just saw each other for our good intentions? Like, is that possible? Like, to just say, you know what? I know this person. I know they have reasons and intentions that I don't know anything about. I accept that no because I understand it isn't really about me. So this is kind of where I'm at with the pandemic right now, with the with the pandemic. You mentioned the kids, and something that's been just really hard for me is um, with the saying no is like not just saying you know have to say no to my kids about things, but to um, you know, my kids' friends. Like yes. uh, my my goddaughter, we will FaceTime 
um, with with several with different people there. Um, but she, every time she asked me, hey, Annie, when are we going to get to come, come over again? And it just absolutely breaks my heart to be able to, to, to say to her, I really don't know. But we do have to have, you know, I do have to continue to say, say that because that is where we're at right now um, with, with, you know, the choices for our families. I, I, just, I have to be, I have to say, not right now. Speaking of, of the kids and stuff, like I've actually gotten pretty good over the years at saying no. And I think partially because I've become a parent and I have to say no like 500 times a day. Yeah. And so I've gotten really good at it. <laughs> and um, so, I mean, all joking aside, like I used to have a really hard time with saying no. Like I couldn't, I couldn't tell anybody no. Like I remember there's a time when I was back in college, I was dating my husband, and I had these neighbors who. They were older couple, and um, they didn't have stable employment, and they had a lot of health issues, from what I understood, and and all of this. And so I was always taking them to like doctor's appointments. They didn't have a car either, so I'd take them to doctor's appointments and to pharmacies, and it was fairly regular. And at the time too, I also was a little bit naive. I just wanted to see the best in everybody and ignore the bad. And uh, so my husband, he eventually came to me, he was like, hey, you're, you're enabling them, they are addicts, and they're going on these doctor's appointments and things um, so that they can get pills, and you're, you know, you're helping them do this, and so you should probably stop. And I was like, no, not at all. Come to find out that that actually was the case. And uh, I still had such a hard time saying no, though. Like the idea of telling them no, that I wouldn't take them to mm-hmm. an appointment or to somewhere that they asked me to go to was so incredibly hard. I don't remember all the details of it because it was so long ago, but I'm pretty sure I took them to a couple more, like suspecting that they probably were just using me to get pills, which wasn't the best thing to do. But um, eventually I had to say no, and it was actually kind of sad. The wife came over and was like, trying to give me all of her things and like a panic and just like, you know, trying desperately to get me to take them to go and get these pills. And I finally said, no. Yeah, that's kind of my, my example of it. I think like when I can really look back and be like, okay, well, this might've been kind of like a jumping off point of me being like, okay, well, you know, there, there needs to be boundaries set here. You know, it's all well and good. It sounds good to say, you know, yeah, we need to set boundaries and we need to say no to people, but like, like we've been talking about, like uh, Lauren, you said, and I've experienced, like it's really hard saying no. Um, I think you said that too, Annie. But it's really hard to say no sometimes. But like I've learned that, especially when that there are no's that need to be said, it's so it gets so much easier as you say it. Mm-hmm. Like that first time is really, really hard. But if each time you finally like set those boundaries for yourself and allow those around you to know that you know, like these, this is my yeah, these are my boundaries. You know, it just seems to get a little bit easier and a little bit easier. The one thing that I still have a hard time with, though, and I think this relates back to what you were saying, Lauren, is telling myself no when it comes to entertaining myself versus, mm-hmm. like, having quiet prayer time. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about y'all. <laughs> yeah, like, I would, yeah. I, I would much rather entertain, be entertained than sit in quiet prayer because mm-hmm. I have to reflect on myself. Um, you know, it's just, it's quiet. <laughs> I'm not very good at that. 
And so that's one thing that I still struggle with, or not one, it's one of the many things that I still struggle with is telling myself, you know, to put down my phone, to turn off the TV, to stop finding all these other things to do, and just like sit down and actually have that prayer time. And my prayer time, my prayer life has suffered many times because of that. Actually, Archbishop Fulton Sheen has some beautiful writings on freedom, and that freedom is the ability to say no. <laughs> to the things that, you know, uh, are vices or addictions mm -hmm. or that distract us from the Lord. Um, that that's real freedom. And our culture says, no, freedom is to indulge. Freedom mm -hmm. is to, you know, pursue those bodily appetites, whatever those may be. Um, but that isn't freedom. And you notice that after a while, like, I can't put my phone down or I can't stop eating this bag of chips, <laughs> you know. Um, but saying no to ourselves, I think, can even be harder sometimes than saying no to other people. Um, unless you're a, a people pleaser or an enabler, which we've kind of talked about that. But saying no to ourselves, saying, no, I'm not going to sleep in. I'm going to get up. Or no, I'm not going to feed my kids popcorn for dinner. I am going to make something nice, you know. Um, but I think, again, it goes back to that question of what is God calling me to do and how can I grow in relationship with him, how can I grow in virtue? Um, how can I grow in my vocation? And whether those are external requests outside of our home, people asking us to do things, or whether it's internal, whether in the home kids are asking for, you know, uh, Coca Cola for breakfast with their cereal, you know? Well, no, you can't have that. Even though maybe saying yes would avoid a temper tantrum saying no is the best thing for them. So mm -hmm. no is not always a negative. No can be a freedom. Mm -hmm. And setting those boundaries in relation to our children, like you're you know, just talking about, you know, you can't have Coca-Cola with you know, your cereal. It's a beautiful way that like God has provided for us as parents, like setting boundaries for them, it helps to build their character. Mm -hmm. um, it gives them the um, a safe and nourishing environment in order to um to grow and um as we you know we provide those those boundaries at the very beginning there are no boundaries between a mother and a, ba and a newborn i mean that's how it should be like they're they're you know the baby you know still thinks it's part of the you know mother's body um, that's like that they're together um but then slowly we um have to add in the, those little boundaries like you know when we you know have to eat you know you know, no, I can't, you know, um, hold you at all times. You have to go to dad sometimes. <laughs> um, and those little things, just little bits by bit, just provide provide our kids with this, with, with a safe environment for them to grow. And when we do that with ourselves, we're giving ourselves that same environment. Mm -hmm. And on the flip side uh, of, you know, saying that we all ha also have to be able to accept no without you know that shame or that guilt oh well but what about this but what about this okay that's okay mm -hmm. like it's just accepting that somebody's saying saying no to you and which is often really hard yeah. <laughs> because in you know in my mind i thought you know i have all these reasons why they need to say yes to whatever i'm asking them to do mm -hmm. so i you know you try and defend it it's loving to to whoever it is that you know that you're talking to to accept their now. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. With Jerry. Mm -hmm. And we had I actually had this conversation to my children during school 
the other day because my daughter wanted to borrow one of my son's colored pencils because they're the Snelly color pencils. So we have other color pencils, but he bought, I don't remember if he bought it with his own money or if it was a gift specifically to him, but they're the Snelly color pencils. So they're his. And um, so she asked, can I borrow your color pencils? And he said, no. And it was really hard for me because at one point I was like, it's just pencils. Just let her borrow your pencils and let's move on. But I did have to have a conversation with her that those are his things mm -hmm. and he does have the right to say no. Yeah. It might hurt your feelings because you don't understand why he's saying no. And yes, as the mother, I could force him to, but I have to teach my kids respecting other people's no. Does, does that make any sense? And so, I mean, it was his things. He said no, and we had to accept that because it was his personal property. And so I think, you know, we forget that as adults, because like I said, I was, to me, I was like, why not just share your silly pencils? It's just a pencil. It's not like it's, you know, your Pokemon cards or whatever. But I had to pull myself back too, because we have to show, there is a value in somebody saying no. We don't always have to understand why they're saying no, but we have to respect it. Mm. You know, like when the kids were little, sometimes they don't want to give people hugs when we leave. Mm. And there's different reasons for that. And well, I would ask them, oh, would you give such a hug? I had to respect their no, because that's that they that's not something that they want to do. And to force them into that situation is uncomfortable for them mm -hmm. in that moment. And so teaching them to respect and accept somebody else's no is important. So I think it's important for us as adults, because I know that sometimes I feel guilty when I have to say no to maybe my parents or something like that when they're, you know, they want us to come over for something and like, well, we can't make it. And I feel bad because I know they want to spend time with us, but there's just no way for me to do it. And, you know, if, if I want somebody to respect my no, I have to respect their no, if that makes any sense. And our culture is constantly preaching at women, self-care, 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 which we know is important. Um, and so I don't want us to, or I guess, uh, my temptation sometimes is to be like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm taking care of me, mm -hmm. you know, and, mm -hmm. and it can, if we miss out the spirit on the spirituality aspect yeah. of that, then we become yeah. really selfish and closed in on ourselves and yeah. not serving, not giving, you know, that, that one of the highest levels of happiness, psychologically speaking, is to serve mm -hmm. others. Mm -hmm. But how do we do that? We have to keep our relationship with the Lord strong. And so if we do self-care, it has to include a component of refreshing ourselves spiritually yes. because that's the only way that we can, therefore, be self-sacrificial when the time calls for us to be self-sacrificial versus saying, nope, burned out, not going to do it. Mm -hmm. Whereas maybe the Lord is saying, actually, I really am asking you to do this. Right. You know, <laughs> that is it critical point at that point because um, that's one of the things that we have to understand about leisure in general um, and, and the ways that we say yes and no. When we choose to spend our time, we do, we do get these little moments of leisure in our lives. It, when we have a chunk, we have to be able to do something that refills the soul. I think that has to be a reflective choice. Um, do I choose the good in this free time instead of just what would make me feel good? Mm -hmm. I had a conversation with my daughter the other day. She's just 
just really burned out the school. And um, this virtual school, she's at a rigorous school, and it's just, I can see her getting burnt out, and she's, you know, she'll be on a computer doing her work, and it'll be her break time, and she'll want to do something else in the computer, and I'm like, no, no, honey. Mm-hmm. And I tell her all the time, what will fill your soul up? Do you have an hour? What will you fill your soul up? What, what will help you to feel more energetic and feel like you've got a real break? Not sitting on the screen, not mm-hmm. watching a movie, and maybe that sometimes is the answer. Yes, sometimes it is. But there's just so little time that's ours. That's just ours <laughs> that we really have to choose the good and not just what feels good. Shorter versus softer. Mm-hmm. And it has to be motivated by love. It has to be motivated by love. Mm-hmm. Love for God. Love for our vocation. Love for our family. Love for each other. And that. That's, I think, the missing component that you're talking about. What is, the, what is the motivation here? Is it charity? Is it love? Is it mortifying myself? And it's, you're so right, Stacey. We need to teach our kids to mortify their own desires. None of that's kind of an old-fashioned word, but really it just means denying yourself. Mm-hmm. You, ha- you, you know, we are, your, your son is not responsible to assuage the loneliness of your daughter because he was protecting his own, you know? So yeah. there's this balance that we have to create where we say, no, you're not responsible for her feelings, but yes, you should care about them, but also, okay, you know, <laughs> this is your stuff. So, I think that is hard as a parent. <laughs> That's <laughs> the worst part. Charity versus autonomy, mm-hmm. you know, and finding that that common ground there, that, that something that, but it's like you said, there's just that if you take the spirituality out of that, if you take that out, then there's no balance. Mm-hmm. You have to bring the Lord into every aspect of that no or that yes. Do you have any um, practical advice for um, teaching your kids that? I, um, forgive me, my children later on, uh, my oldest is like the king of manipulating his younger brother into giving him whatever he, you know, wants and convincing him that he wants to do that because he, like, idolizes his big brother. And, you know, so I, I, I work really hard at this. He can say no. You can, you know, it's okay. It's just okay. So, but he, in the end, it always, like, not always, but a lot of times it ends up the, um, the younger brother would say, oh, but I want to. I want to give him this. I want to. He wants it so badly. I want to do it. And I, I'm like, no, I have to, I have to kind of lay down these rules or boundaries of, you're not allowed to give away your birthday presents or you know, those sort of things. Um, so do you have any practical advice? I can say just with my husband. Yeah. <laughs> when um, we, were, we were walking down in downtown Los Angeles and there were so many panhandlers on the street and some were homeless, some were, you know, maybe not homeless, but you know, panhandling was their thing at that time and maybe they're playing an instrument or whatever. And David is like pulling money out every single person we pass by. And I was like, honey, we are going to be broke if you <laughs> do not stop. Like, so I had, and he was like, the Lord says, you know, if somebody's asking you, you need to give. And I said, David, what is the Lord asking you to do for this person? Is he asking you to give them money? Or is he asking you to pray for them? Right. Or is he asking you to stop and talk to them? You know, you have to ask, what is the Lord asking me to, what action is the Lord asking me to take? Because, yes, there are these opportunities of encountering Christ, but if we are encountering Christ, He is going to 
speak to that person through us if we're open to the Holy Spirit. Anyway, so the Lord might be asking you to give this person, you know, 10 bucks or whatever. But he also might be asking you to to just have human connection and not you pass on all this money. You can say, no, I'm not going to give you $10, but I'll sit here and hear a story. You know, the human connection is always, uh, a, you know, even more significant part sometimes than just the material giving. So I think, you know, with little kids, it's hard to sometimes to get them to discern. We use the language of sacrifice a lot. Like, what is one thing that you wouldn't sacrifice for your brother or your sister? Um, and then praising that. But then also saying, like, no, this is, you know, yours, and I gave you this gift because I want you to have it. Mm-hmm. And you need to use it for, you know, God's glory, you know, whatever it might be, whatever, if you want to say God's glory, if you want to say to, to develop your talents or whatever that mm-hmm. item may be. But it's all about, I think, the bigger issue of discernment um, coming into those conversations. I think that's a huge gap in how to teach this. Um, it's this discernment, this lack of. It's so much easier to just be reflective, you know, reflectively. Well, Jesus says, well, you have to discern, too. And the saints have taught us throughout the ages how important and critical discernment is. Um, and with, to answer your question directly, Amy, the kids as little as yours are, I think you're doing exactly right. It's, it's constant repetition. You have to change that pattern in his mind, which the Lord gave him for a reason, and it's going to use it for his vocation. <laughs> and so, if he has a tendency to do that, it's for a reason that he's that way. But and so, seeing the good side of that, just but also teaching him to begin to that repetitive stop and think of the other person, stop and think of the. Other. I mean, it's just that way with kids. You just have to repeat it and repeat it and repeat it and repeat it. <laughs> <laughs> I praise the, the five-year-old's uh, generosity a lot, and I think it kind of like, no, yeah, it <laughs> kind of, uh, you know, work in the other direction, because now it's like, I'm just going to give everything. This example of why we have to pray every day, because that's such a difficult situation to be another mom, you know, how do you know you guys? Right. right. Alicia? Yeah, um, you guys just reminded me that uh, something that happened with my oldest uh, last week, I think it was. He's five, and he. I was making them breakfast, and he. I had the cabinet open, and we had, um, you know, our cereal and our pop tarts, and I had some rice krispie treats I had made the other day, up in there. And as I'm making breakfast, he was like, "Hey, mommy." I said, "Yeah." He goes, "Do pop tarts or rice krispie treats have more sugar in them?" <laughs> I was like, "I don't know. Maybe pop tarts. I'm not really sure." And he sits there and thinks for a minute. He goes, hey, mommy. Yeah. Can I have rice krispie treats for breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're a little spinner. Smart, smart. <laughs> he, was, he was so manipulative. <laughs> I don't think he actually meant to be. I think he was just thinking it through. No. But, yeah, like, I think it, you know, talking about how, you know, we don't always know exactly, you know, what boundaries to set and, I think Noel hit it on the head where it's, you know, it's about discernment, and I realize it's not like concrete, like, you know, you know, this is exactly how you, you go about it, it'll give you this precise outcome kind of a thing, you know, discernment's a bit more tricky than that, but I think it's about, if you're going to discern properly, it means 
knowing your faith, knowing God, knowing what he, you know, his word that he put in the Bible, knowing what Jesus taught us um, and who he is and what it is that he taught that he wants us to do with our lives. And, um, you know, being able to, in each situation, being able to kind of go back to that and, um, you know, discern based upon those, the teachings of the church and, and all of that that are all based in the Bible. Um, yeah, just being able to do that because God gave us very clear, you know, like these are the things that I want you guys to do. Um, but obviously, you know, we have to actually apply them. And I think that's kind of the hard part. But if we, I think if we have faith that, you know, God's going to lead us in the right direction, even if we necessarily choose the wrong thing in terms of boundaries, then I think, um, you know, if our intention is to follow God or whatever, he'll eventually lead us there, hopefully. Um, but yeah, you guys just reminded me of that. Well, so. for, for, like, for me, with saying no, my, my first um, like reflex is to say no. <laughs> I uh, grew up in a very um, serving family, I guess, but who, you know, it was, there were a lot of yeses. <laughs> And I saw how it would kind of overwhelm my parents. I um, so so kind of now I've kind of gone the other direction. <laughs> is that my first response a lot of times is no, I'm not going to do that. I've had to learn, teach myself a lot to, to really sit back and just start and say, wait, you know, let me think about this first, <laughs> and then you know, and then make that decision rather than automatically saying no. And I was just thinking what you were saying, that sometimes taking a leap of faith is taking the risk of saying yes. I mean, look at, I mean, look at Mary. I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah. she, she said yes. I mean, and like we said earlier, she didn't have to say yes. Um, Lauren had pointed out that every moment is predestined, but Mary still verbally accepted that risk. She knew it, you know, she was going to have to deal with a lot of hardship with what the community thought, what her family thought. Um, I mean, we even saw what Joseph thought. He was going to divorce her quietly initially until the angel came to him and said, don't do that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, but she still accepted, the, accepted it. So sometimes we set boundaries, but we also have to accept risks. Mm -hmm. I think it all it comes back down to like with Noel and Lauren, and I think most of us have been saying is discerning whether... Our no and our yes is for you know the glory of God, but even as a mom, you know Noah brought up the making dinner and I kept thinking about this and you know am I not making dinner you know tonight because I'm lazy <laughs> or am I not making dinner tonight because I really did have a really hard day whether it was emotionally or physically and that one task would give me the break I need to continue to serve my family the way I need to. Or, you know, we just have to discern what our yeses and nos are and trust that God is going to lead us in the way we are supposed to go. And I, I really liked the term that you used, Lauren, of it's not self-care but soul care. Because if we're not taking care of our soul, it's really hard to take care of the souls that we were given to take care of, whether those are friends or family or children. Well, that's, I thought being, you know, so always I get uh, asked to be part of meal trains, you know, um, but cooking is not my talent. 
And I want to serve, but cooking is not my talent. That's not where my gift lies. So it took me a while to be able to just say, I'm just going to buy a gift for this person. You know, like I want to serve them. People love that if you're listening. So even no, sometimes also redefines or, or helps you define where your gifts actually yeah. lie and where it's the best use of your time. And so to artfully say no, I think you can be honest and say, you know, this is not my gift. Mm-hmm. Thank you for thinking of me. This is not my gift, but I can do this. Or, but keep me in your prayers and I'll keep you in mind. You know, that's a very simple, mm-hmm. straightforward way to say no if somebody is, is asking for something that you don't feel called to or that maybe is not involved to you. So that's the use of your gift. Or you can just say, no, everything I make is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Like I, and I do think that sometimes we want these hard yeses and hard noes and these boundaries to be the same and clear all the time. We want to know that why said no this time, if they know that time. It doesn't always work that way. Um, I think that what we're trying to get out of here is depending on God moment by moment. Mm-hmm. We forget, guys, we have an ever-present helper who is with us in our vocation, constantly willing to help, to get aid through the help of the Holy Spirit. And we just don't remember that as little poverty humans, you know, we have to figure all this stuff out in our little tiny brains. We know we don't. To pray is to see as God sees. That is why we pray. It's the only reason we pray. Is to be able to see as God sees. And when we do see as God sees, it is so much easier to make these decisions. On the fly, sometimes, moment by moment. Or bigger decisions. That's how humans connect to discernment through prayer is to understand that but don't forget that don't forget that you don't have to like pro and con list this all the time sometimes you need to just really go to the lord and be like just move my heart move my heart in, in that direction that you need us to go with so that's all i'm gonna say about that sometimes we need to say god hit me over the head with a two by yeah <laughs> <laughs> to wrap things up Setting those boundaries of saying no or accepting somebody else's no. And we say this a lot in a lot of our podcasts is starting with prayer. And maybe that's the message that we're called to get out to you guys is that prayer is essential. Prayer is key in all aspects of our lives. As you're in the middle of the holiday season right now, just know that God is with you and trust where he leads you. Merry Christmas. And as always, thank you for joining us. Thanks. Thank you. Join us again in two weeks when we discuss what being pro-life means to us. And from all of us at Coffee and Catholics, we hope you have a prayerful end to your Advent, a joyful Christmas, and a happy new year. Until then, may God bless you and may Mary accompany you.